Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, mate. How hey, are mate. we? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good, actually. Really yeah? good. Yeah. Well, look, I, you know what? Um, I want to ask you about your holiday, but quickly, uh, I want to thank you. I, I want to put a thank you out for the listeners so far. Um, I've had a lot of kind of messages, Instagram, uh, and just other friends and people reaching out about the podcast. Um, so I'm really excited, and I, I just want to do this as a, a, a thank you to everyone that's been listening and um, chiming in and sending me messages. Uh, I know you've been getting a few as well. Yeah, it's been really, really good, actually. It's, it's nice. It's good feedback. We've had some really nice, positive shares as well. Yeah. And, this, and you know, I, I guess this podcast for, for Doug and I, it, it's, it's just uh, a chat. It's two guys chatting and, you know all the things that we try and bring into our lives um that make us feel good and you know keep us in good shape physically and mentally um it's also and our weekly check-in though it's a it? weekly check-in so you know sometimes there's not a lot to talk about sometimes <laughs> there is um i think most of the time there is but you know i i really do want to thank from the bottom of my heart everyone that's been listening so far and uh if we can just ask you to subscribe like and importantly review uh that would be really really good and we welcome as much feedback uh on messages email uh instagram uh but thank you for listening uh feel free to throw in Anything that you feel that you might want us to talk about, but you know, so far these are the things that you know we do, and there's so much we do want to talk about. We uh, probably need to get off talking about psychedelics. <laughs> we'll bring that back in a little while, but we don't want it to be you know all of that. Um, however, Doug, you've been away. <laughs> all that said, um, yeah. I yeah, so I um I did after you know rambling on for a little while. I um finally booked in a little holiday away i went uh, across to paphos in cyprus it was delightful the weather was wonderful 
not a cloud in the sky for four days. Lovely. Just so good. Um, yeah, but I um, I thought it would be a really interesting idea to um, fill up my supplement pot <laughs> <laughs> with some mushrooms and smuggle them into Cyprus. He didn't smuggle them. He pulled them out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I found someone that was growing them. And they were selling them in a kiosk. No, that would just incriminate them in a kiosk. Um, Doug managed to get some mushrooms in Pathos. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, obviously, I I did a little exploring. I ate a lot. I rested by the sea. I worked out at the gym that was there. And then on one of the days, I felt that it was a very good time to just sit by the sea for... I think I must have been there for about five hours in the end. And um, and I had some mushrooms before I went out. Mm. And I just went and sat by the beach and just watched. Eyes closed, meditated, yeah. and just had a very good experience. I did forget to put the sun cream on my chest, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I am... Um... Go on, I'm going to go there in a minute because <laughs> this this relates to something we were talking about earlier on. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I forgot, and um, you know, obviously after a few hours of um, you know meditating and going into the sea, I had this uh, beautiful change of colour in my skin. <laughs> <laughs> was it lobster pink? Oh mate, it was just it was so red. I was so sore. I couldn't. I had to uh, I had to wear a baggy shirt so that I didn't have to put oh, wow. on. Shit. No, it was good though. It, I mean, I'm I'm one of these lucky people that uh, that burns and tans within like a day. Yeah, yeah. I just put some cream on afterwards, and it's 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 fine. But yeah, no, it was really good. You know, we spoke about obviously set and setting quite a lot, and you know, I thought it was just a good place to relax and and do some mushrooms and mm. chill. I mean, psychedelics aside, I mean, it, it just. I think we mentioned it with you know me going away to Ibiza, but it's, it is just the importance of getting out of the the space that you're in. Sometimes you know, getting out of home, getting out of the country, getting out of the city, whatever it is, but just going to spend some time somewhere else. And again, you know, amongst the sun, plenty of vitamin D. Yeah, just we were talking uh, before this, but you know, it's you had some problems getting out there or coming home didn't you oh, yeah it was coming home yeah it was um let's uh it doesn't really matter they're probably not listening <laughs> the, the ceo of tui isn't paying attention to this but maybe one day he might um yeah i i uh was supposed to be informed that my flight was uh changed and i wasn't so i got to the airport um two hour queue Lots of people being flooded onto one flight instead of separated onto the two like they originally mm. booked. And, um, you know, only to get to the front of the queue. And, um, yeah, my flight had been changed. Me and one other lovely lady. She's a doctor for the NHS. She was a wonderful person to meet and spend a few hours getting to know. But um, she, uh, we were the two individual flight, you know, seats on yeah. on the plane. And we were both removed and moved later on. So, yeah, rather than getting home Sunday afternoon, I got home very early hours on Monday morning. Mm. Um, so it sort of cost me my Monday, created a bit of unnecessary stress for the week, coming back after a nice relaxing four days. But weirdly, you know, rather than 
losing my shit and having a terrible Sunday sat at the airport I actually was pretty chilled about it after yeah. after a little argument with the guys obviously <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I was pretty chilled and, and you know there's not much fun you can have at an airport in 12 hours but mate listen <laughs> 9 hours in city airport <laughs> City Airport's an amazing airport to fly out of. You don't even, you know, it's so small. You can get there an hour before your flight. I've been there 45 minutes before my flight. Check in, walk through security and straight onto the plane. It's it's so good. And from where I live, it's, you know, perfect. Yeah. So when we did the Ibiza thing, it was just like, well, of course I'm going from City Airport. You pay a bit more, but it's just so convenient. It's actually probably what I would pay for a cab there and back to Heathrow or somewhere. You yeah. Know? So... Um, you know, when we did that, it was great. Eight o'clock flight, and then when they cancelled that, the other one wasn't till like three in the afternoon. So, yeah, nine hours, actually more than that. But in this fucking airport where there's nothing to do because it's so small, there's like two shops. That, that's it, and tiny little shops. And I don't like shopping anyway, so that's not even entertainment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> First world problems, I get that, but. Um, yeah, you, you need something to do. These things can backfire. Yeah, I mean, you know, once upon a time, there used to be arcade machines in these places. You could at least bring back arcade machines. I think you're thinking of like roadside stops, aren't you? you know, <laughs> yeah. The little chef. And the... Yeah. I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want to throw my money in a coin, a slot <laughs> machine, but, you know, put a little oh, Street Fighter arcade machine That's, in City Airport's a bit more like business flights, isn't it? So, um, you, you, yeah, it's a, it's a better standard of... Yeah, things, but they just need something, you know, better restaurant, better, <sighs> better things to do. Yeah, just like give something for people to manage the time a little bit more. In you know cases such as that where they cancel your flight without yeah. telling you. I got, I got a five pound credit to use within the airport. <laughs> that was good. That was good of British Airways. Thank you guys. That's barely a coffee, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. Rested, not kind of rested. Yeah, no, but I mean, obviously, uh, as with every break that you have, when you come back from being completely chilled for a few days, everything seems far more stressful than it is. The week's been a bit long, but actually, it's it's no real different to what it was before, and I'm pretty yeah. pretty good. Um, back to the gym. Obviously, I did work out last week, but you know, um, lots of positive thoughts, lots of targets and aims that i'm you know excited the year's going to be quite long there's a lot to to you know there's a lot of um finishing projects i guess that end by july next year so you know i should hopefully be a, a fully qualified nutritionist by the end of next year um hotel projects will be done um, you know, and it will be time to put all of these really good things that have come to a close into a bit of practice, which, you know, I, 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 I watched this, um, what's his name? He's the actor, he's in um, the Creed films. Mm, I haven't seen them. Um, my brain's gone dead. I completely forgot what his name was. Sure. But I, yeah, it was a thing this morning and it was quite an interesting clip and it just basically said, um, people tend to give up right at that moment that they're about to complete something because yeah. that's the moment of growth that's the moment that everything gets the hardest and everybody mm. gives up so yeah for me I had a bit of uh, you know kind of, I wouldn't call it a wobble 
Uh, but a couple of weeks ago, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, there's so much going on. Obviously, I've got the Bahrain trip in a couple of weeks' time. It's right in the middle of my yeah. my first clinics that I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, by the way, throwing it out there to anyone listening, if you'd like to come to uh, my college at some point this year, and um, I'll pay for the clinic. It's quite cheap from my side. And have a, a clinic session with me just to help me pass my course and also you'll get a free um health check basically these are case studies you've got to these do, are yeah. the case studies i need to do yeah um please let me know um i would appreciate it i'm technically not supposed to know you but if you i know nothing about your health journey in your entire life then it's not a problem um <laughs> so that's a hard sell that's obviously. why i haven't got an invite <laughs> although i could use krista yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, lots of things ending next year, which is a, is actually quite exciting rather than nerve wracking. Um, so yeah, well ready, ready for it. Actually, yeah. I think you're right. I think you know, there's been countless times when I've been doing something, and it's just yeah, towards towards the completion. But you're also at that point where yeah, things might get harder, but at the same time, you're getting exhausted. You've been doing it for X amount of time. Yeah. And you, you, you know that last furlong just happens to be just—it feels so out of grasp. But that year's going to come round. Two years will be round. You're already, you know, doing it for a year in yeah. a professional way. So I always think, or rather, I've tried to make sure that I enjoy the journey. Now I, I enjoy the journey of things that I don't think that you know I want to be here at the end, an expert in everything. I'm just like look. You know, enjoy what we're doing. Uh, the moment I changed my mindset of that, I fucking enjoyed things way more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. and even like on my shamanic path, you know, it, I was, I'm on a five year, four, five year kind of course. Course, it's a a thing. And, um, you know, I'm halfway through it. And I've that kind of took a year out this year um, for various reasons, uh, but I'll get back on it. But I think when I started, I couldn't wait to finish it. You know, and it's mental. It's like, just enjoy it because it's those experiences that, you know, are actually going to make you stronger as part of it. We, we forget that it's those little experiences that make us the person we're going to be at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um, being excited about actually growing. And, yeah. you know, because for a long time, obviously, I would say, you know, being a chef for the length of time I had, I've worked in places where I've just gone very stagnant. Yeah. And you just kind of like, you lose the will to progress because ultimately you can't be asked. Um, but whereas, you know, I've got, um, I've got things that I want to work towards from getting all of this done. And that is always background motivation. You know, yeah. it's... Um, recognizing life at the moment and not being able to instantaneously have something which is i guess what we're all so used to um and just work and, and keep working towards it you know you're you're not gonna you're not gonna make your way up a flight of stairs if you don't start walking up them no and it's you know for the other part of that i just there's something the japanese do i feel like i've done this before on this pod but i've certainly mentioned this a lot but it's it's just like perfecting things not getting so caught up in you know where we need to be down the line it's just or knowing lots of stuff i find it a lot with chefs where you know they'll do a section in a kitchen 
and then they want to do the next section and then they can't wait to do the next and it's just like but you haven't really perfected any of these do you know what I mean <laughs> no like yeah. you you can do them all yeah but are you perfect at them and you know it's that thing about the kind of sushi chefs I mean I don't know if this is true I've never really looked into it but I've heard it a bunch of times where you know sushi chefs might you, they you know, they spend the first seven years like washing rice <laughs> before they're allowed to cook it but it's it's the process it's making sure that you you know you know something completely inside out before doing the next thing and we in the west have a different mentality we get bored very quickly we want to do something different and we forget that you actually you know that one person that does you know shows up every day and does one thing really well and then we call him an expert or we call her a, you know just a, a, a crafts person in something do you know yeah. what I mean it's because they just get up and they you know stick to what they do boom 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 um, and we want to do loads of things I'm fucking guilty of that as well I want to do everything you know yeah <laughs> so I'm fucking jack of all trades um, and master of none right it's just <laughs> but being able to just be single-minded about one thing yeah absolutely I think um, that actually leads towards uh, I would say specialism in your field mm. Um, because if you look at doctors, for example, you know they they do medical school for six years and then they're a junior for four years and then they you know that after they've picked something to specialise in and then you know after they've been a doctor for twelve thirteen years they can suddenly be a consultant in something and you're like that's that is um, a very strict progression mm. that hasn't changed probably won't change um, well it might do if we don't top up the NHS with doctors, they'll fast track them somehow. But they, you know, they then choose a special, a specialism mm. and they work in it. You know, general practice, uh, general practitioners are supposed to be, um, you know, broad, kind of like broad spectrum. They have a good understanding of everything, um, but not an expert in certain things, which is why you then get referred. And then if you get referred to a consultant, that's an expert in that one thing, but that happens to not be what's wrong and they can't find out what's wrong. You then go back to the drawing board. So yeah. it's, you know, I think it's specialism. Yeah. It's yeah. That, you know, what area do you want to work in? Yeah. completely. But you're right. It's, it's always the garnish section though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I mean, I have it. But I have it with the grill. Everyone wants to do the grill, and of course, listen, my guys are great. I think everyone should be able to. If you work in a live fire restaurant, then yeah, you've got to learn the grill. But I, you know, sometimes it's about slowing it down, and it's no criticism on anyone. It's just that I wish I'd have taken my time on way more things. Yeah, just to perfect it before moving on to something else. You know, because I've got myself around a kid. Or maybe I just wanted to gravitate to the stuff that I know that actually I'm going to be here. I'm going to work in this. Um, I could probably apply some of that to my shamanic things, you know, that while I'm taking my time and enjoying every moment with it, I'm also like, I wanted to serve medicine. I wanted to do this. You know, I, I wanted to work in a certain part of that. And as soon as I got that, I'm kind of, you know, not losing interest, but I'm just... I'm yeah. happy to take. I've got a little something to keep me busy for now, but um, but yeah, with the with the kitchen, with the fire, yeah, I think there is the desire to be on the the grill because it's the fun, it's it's intense. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the best bit. It's the easiest thing to fuck up. Yeah. But the the most important thing that people actually get at their meal, don't they? Yeah. 
I've got a great fucking picture of you from that um, <laughs> from that festival wearing a cowboy hat. I think we have to post that at some point. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I would love to see this. <laughs> I hope you keep that for next year because I'm going to need your services. That, that cowboy hat's still in the boot of my car, mate. It should, be, it should be on your head when you're riding along. <laughs> Can you imagine me driving around in that Mercedes with a cowboy hat on? <laughs> it would have worked if I still had my truck. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. I need one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I need to see that. Um, what was I going to say? I actually saw something this morning. It's kind of relevant to everything that we just said, actually. Um, was it this morning? It might have been yesterday, actually. It was a little... It was actually something Kirk posted, and, and I I absolutely love everything that Kirk posts because he's um, the effort that he's gone into over the years to figure out what was wrong with him where anybody else couldn't help him and get better and stronger and everything like that and it was um it was a clip around dementia um well actually it was more focused on aluminium or aluminum if you're american um and it was it was just basically uh bringing light to um heavy metal toxicity more Mm. than anything and the metals that are in everything um and i was i was really interested because I wasn't entirely sure. I was very conflicted watching it because I was, I knew what he was saying was right, but there was like another fifty percent of what he was saying that I was like, mm, "That's not quite right." And this I, is the guy he posted. Yeah, right. yes, yeah, so it wasn't Kirk's view. It no. was the video that was in, um, and it was you know it's one of those those kind of moments where you're like. Um, I'm not sure. He was basically saying that all, all all dementia, the root cause of all dementia, was from aluminium, right? Um, and it's it's not really. And if you kind of um, look at disease or any illness of any kind, it's um, pretty much ninety percent nutrient deficiency in some kind of way. Um, and I would have liked to have sort of had him explain what the aluminium does and then yeah. and then that gives a better understanding you know for for your your layman's people that haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about and just hear what you're saying and go mm, really mm. i've been spraying deodorant my entire life and i haven't got dementia do you know what i mean that kind yeah. of until you forget <laughs> <laughs> to spray the deodorant <laughs> um and yeah, it was it was an interesting thing because it um, when people are sharing all of this information and they kind of get everything right or sort of seventy five percent right, and then, then there's that one last thing. That's when you get your your sort of doubters and your disbelievers in what you're saying. Yeah. And I would have liked him to have have explained a little bit more about what the aluminium was doing. It was actually, it was a good clip. Um, I, I suppose just, that I mean that's what. Even I've been told about the, this podcast. You know, none, we're not experts. You're on your way to being an expert in chosen field, but you know, we're not. We we bring in those. We talk about those things that we're interested in, and yeah. you know, over time we'll get experts in to discuss that because we want to understand more. But you know, when you see posts, and I get you know what Kirk's posted is is something that you know, uh, a certain person has a view about something. I follow lots of different biohackers and, you know, people on a certain uh, path. But even while they're, you know, a path that's, you know, steps out of the kind of mainstream paradigm, 
at the same time, their views can be conflicting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know I've spoken about this before, but you, you know, even with diet, diet's been really important to me over the years. Whether it's you know when I was fighting, when I was like. Um, you know, working, you know, carby meals were never good for me while I was working, um, you know, just slow you down. Um, and, you know, through the pandemic, I tried to get a, a vegan diet for a few months, completely plant-based, just to see if it would change, you know, certain things within me. And it did for a bit. Um, but, you know, I couldn't suppress the fact that, you know, I like eating meat and, and while the you know the world is in uproar about eating less meat, and I've definitely been part of that conversation, yeah, I'm also like, no, fucking eat more meat, just eat better meat, and and I do that. Most of my diet is meat, and it, these things all circle back to this hunter gatherer way of life. But you know, three years ago, while we were talking about kind of alkaline diets, which you know I do, I think there is some truth to it, and. You know, from what I've read from other experts, um, you know, it it has its benefits in healing disease and stuff. But for us, it's always going to come down to evolution. And again, 300,000 years of, you know, Homo sapiens, uh, the biggest part of that until about 12,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, when we started farming and we stopped hunter gathering, you know, that's a massive period of our evolution so our bodies are way used to I know I've said this before so I'm not going to go through it but it is when you go on a certain path you start looking at something and you realise that this person's saying that one thing but then that person's saying another thing and what it does it just you, you want to learn a little bit more so just I get get those snippets and I hope that this is what you know our plan is for this podcast is that you know we put them little snippets out and then it's for other people to go down the little various rabbit holes to research things themselves but it is always trying to find stuff that isn't on the mainstream that isn't necessarily you know in a paradigm where we just accept like we were talking about deodorants you know we accept that deodorants you know we look at the brands and we go yeah it's fine we've been using them for but we we haven't all the kind of stuff that goes into them we've not evolved to have those things (laughs) and you know i stopped using deodorant I use deodorant. (laughs) I stopped using deodorants with heavy metals in quite some time ago. I just use, and it's better for me. There's no smell. My shirts don't get stained. But I use uh, a very simple, I think it's called salt of the earth. And it's a simple spray, which is a saline spray. It's salt and water, essentially. And I think I've noticed the difference in energy and a bunch of other things. I say that lightly because there's so many things, whether it's supplements or exercise or diet, there's so many things that contribute to me feeling better. But I'd like to think that you know, heavy metals, particularly aluminium, we're not supposed to have many of them, but particularly <coughs> yeah, aluminium. Yeah. Um, we've not evolved to have them in there. So let's not get caught up saying something like, I don't know, sure or right guard or any of these links are good for us because yeah. they're fucking not. Yeah, no, not at all. And, not and at the same all. with fluoride in the toothpaste. Like I stopped having fluoride in toothpaste. I, you know, I've, I've got my own kind of beliefs on things and without being a fucking conspiracy theorist on stuff, I just don't trust enough uh, big brands to have our health uh, as, you know, I don't think it's yeah. a concern. Yeah. And so I'm not going to go there, but 
I, I think that there are definitely more natural things that we can bring into our lives, things that, you know, do have a proven track record, you know, still being used in the East. Do you see what I mean? Without yeah. just going down and having kind of brands that you can get in a pound shop and uh, and accepting that's fine. So And also better for the planet as well, you know, trying to have things yeah, that are absolutely. Be- a better washing up liquid or, you know, better clothes. I don't even know what they're called, clothes washing things. But things it's that just washing machine. I've, I've got the washing machine. <laughs> the liquid. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Washing liquid, yeah? yeah? Um, but just start being a bit more conscientious about the stuff that we're consuming, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's two things, actually, that I just got from everything you just said. I um, when it comes to information shared, I think um, Jordan Peterson is an interesting person because he talks about variables and everything. Mm. And every bit of information is supported by a large number of variables to support that fact, yeah. which is, I think, one of the best things. Um, and also one of the things that I think people struggle with the most, actually, is because um, it becomes a fact because it's backed up by a million other different little bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, and just like pure variety, we're, you know, we... Both of us have read, um, or you're on your way to completing reading, um, Breath by James Nestor. Yeah, great um, book. I, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And this guy is so um, forthright in the things that he's saying. It took me a while to figure out that word there, sorry. Uh, <laughs> forthright um, in his notion that he is a scientific journalist and his the book that he's written isn't his viewpoint 
is his experience. Yeah. So there's so many things that he's that he's actually put into the book that he doesn't necessarily believe a hundred percent, but his experience and his research has found that actually, you know, it's it's unbelievable. And he does say there's a couple of different points in the book in in chapters where he he brings, um, you know, he's saying obviously breath is breathing is something that people don't do properly. I will admit. I didn't really pay much attention Mm. to it myself or my own sort of thing for so long. But he does say that, you know, um, breath work needs to become one of the pillars of health that Mm. has long been forgotten. But, you know, there's physicians and notes about, you know, that have been written 1500, 2000 years ago um, in different cultures, different countries in the world, different physicians. And they're all saying the same thing. Um, and and actually, uh, in the fact that within the last 150 years, um, humans' mouths and noses have all, and nasal cavities, absolutely everything, have has actually completely changed. So we've actually evolved into beings that are, breathing through our mouth is easier, mm. but it's still wrong. It's interesting because again, it's part of evolution, but there is a, a it's there's devolution that happens at the same time. So we're not we're perfect in certain ways, yeah, but we're actually not perfect in others. And you know, the body will figure that out at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, you're completely right. As as we've made space for a bigger brain, yeah, our noses have come forward, our larynx has. Sh- sunk down do you know what i mean and uh our jaw lines have gotten smaller and pushed back Um, and even interesting when food became more kind of mushy uh, i I need to look into that a little bit more but yeah i know from reading again more hunter-gatherer based books i've got a, a, a couple of interesting ones um catching fire is a good one um where it talks about how you know fire made us human and it you know from hominids that would have eaten meat raw and had to really had to chew it and you know would have had a big mouth to do that yeah. strong strong teeth and the moment we started cooking food then it was softer our mouths started shrinking then but yeah. even in the 1700s james nestor starts talking about how you know um i don't know what and this is what i do want to look up what food it was in the 1700s maybe it's just more mushy foods yeah i need but, to actually look at but that, it yeah. just it meant that we we, we started shrinking even more hmm. because there was nothing really to challenge our teeth no do you see what i mean to challenge our jaw yeah and i mean it's i would recommend it as a listen i actually uh clocked onto it through um another podcast listening to and he was interviewed um and the interesting thing, you know, again, studies that are brought to light for it, you know, we, we all on a fundamental level have an understanding that we breathe in oxygen as, and as a byproduct of aerobic respiration, we breathe out carbon dioxide. Mm. But this, you know, a large number of studies have shown that what carbon dioxide is doing during that process on its way out mm. is actually vitally important to us actually i think it's, it's saying it's more beneficial that it's more beneficial than oxygen so we think yeah. we need oxygen to live and of course we do yeah but it's actually the carbon dioxide that we need more yeah which is fascinating because that's obviously again you know i suppose when you're at school you you're taught fundamentals but not on a level of it's, nothing, it's never a deep dive it's never it? a deep dive <laughs> ever um 
but you know it was something that I didn't know about and and you yeah. know obviously I understood um my understanding of you know looking into better health over the years has gone with looking at breath work and looking at meditation practices mm. and things like this but actually then listening to something that's given me a very very good understanding of the the hows and whys and and all of that lot has actually made me look into it even more and and I was you know I was doing some of these little practices while I was away um and it also made me start thinking about oh, this is something that my nephew could do you know, mm. you know his um his autism is is translating into so many anxieties and things at, at such a ridiculously young age that I'm I'm worried that he's going to fucking grow up into a bubble and stay in it for his entire life yeah. but whereas uh, you know there's certain bits of of the breath work and this isn't me saying that breathing exercises is going to suddenly cure his autism because that's not what i'm saying but it's going to help with the anxieties it's going to help with the areas of the brain that the breath's going to hmm. i mean there's one study in the book which i found was absolutely fascinating that they did a three-year study on on um a schizophrenic in a hospital um, and was studying everything about them, everything. And uh, they came to the conclusion, just w watching them one day, that their, their breathing was well off. Mm. Um, so they taught her to breathe properly, you know, through her nose, actually, like how humans are supposed to. And um, they, they reduced her hallucinations by like 70% or yeah. something. And you're just like, I'm sorry, what? And that's just from oxygen going to the right part of the brain yeah. that she was lacking. Wasn't there another study with a group of people and they all had like spinal injuries, they were all bent over, but yeah. like proper breathing actually, many of them managed to stand yeah. up straight, even leaving the hospital. One ended up, I think it was the same study, I might be getting two studies wrong, but I think... Um, one of them ended up becoming a captain on a ship. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? It was the it was the emphysema study. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they um they basically they didn't obviously remove emphysema from them forever. No, but they but, got... but they were people that were you know unable to get up and move. They were in they were all on a ward, an emphysema ward, and um you know this there was two of them that could barely even get out of their bread at uh, their bread their bed without getting out of breath, um. And, you know, through breath work and, and a di you know, teaching them to breathe again, you know, just people were getting up out of hospital mm. and going, having another life, you know, and you just yeah. fucking little things. You know, we, when you go back to the, you know, the de-evolution of, of our faces and everything like that, science is an incredible thing. And obviously it's one thing that, you know, it's only humans that have got it. And if you look at the last hundred years, and the way everything has drastically changed in this world in a hundred years, it's amazing. Obviously with more people on the planet, you've got more people thinking and doing things. But, you know, the the fact that you could cure, you know, basically help cure someone's sleep apnea through breath work, mm. or you can take out a load of their nasal cavity and ultimately slow, you know, give a, a further projection to ill health later on in their life but cure that thing through a you know a yeah, method yeah. of operation it's actually really quite fascinating both ways yeah and i think that's why sometimes when we talk about stepping out of a certain paradigm and looking at you know 
while I believe in Western medicine and you know seen the effects of a lot of things, um, it's not the be all and end all of you know. And rather than going down kind of a you know quite aggressive surgeries like that, yeah, look around. Is is there something else that we're missing out on? And unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't always get put in the uh in the mainstream view but you, know, you talk about Wim Hof as someone that that's an expert on breathing yeah. he's not a doctor <clears throat> but he's an expert on breathing so you know whether it is a change of diet whether it is a change of like lifestyle breath work you know there's a bunch of different things before you go down the route of having these you know surgeries let's yeah. see if you you know we're doing these other things because I believe the body, the human body, can fix itself in so many different ways, but we've got to give it the tools to do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the term homeostasis is is basically uh, the body's way of having optimal health. Yeah. So it will do whatever it possibly can to make sure the inside is working optimally at all times. Yeah. So and that does that naturally. Obviously, you know, it's our job to. It's kind of like being a business owner at the end of the day, I suppose. It's, it's our job to make sure that the staff have got everything that they need to do their job. And yeah. if you don't provide the right tools, then it's going to be pretty lackluster effort going in and not a lot's going to get done. And and that's the same in the body. You know, we we deprive ourselves of a huge amount of uh, nutrients because we have a lot of ease in our life we can't be bothered to do certain things or we don't really think it's necessary because you can ultimately go to the doctor and still live to 80 90 years old with a load of medication mm-hmm. um and not be healthy yeah and you're fine i think that's that's the difference isn't it you know it's it's whether you want to live to 90 comfortably yeah or you want to live to 90 and have someone wiping your ass for you <laughs> do you know what I, one of those big things on that is movement I, you know yeah. again I, I know I've talked about it but the, the importance of kind of sitting on the floor and doing you know not getting caught up in comfy sofas or yeah. uh, you know comfy beds it's like be comfortable with being uncomfortable and the more we're on the floor the more we're moving around like a child at play do you yeah. know what I mean or even perhaps doing things like yoga pilates and all that kind of stuff or any other form of exercise but there's also it's the simplest thing of like sitting on the floor it doesn't you know we can just do it and the more we do that if we can go into our old age then we because it is uncomfortable we can't sit still for too long and then we're keeping our bodies moving and that to me again my opinion based on what i read and what i experience but I think that is the key. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do all this exercise. You just need to sit on the floor and yeah. move a bit. Back that up. If you, uh, if anybody's out there interested, the um, Blue Zones study and research has been documented. It's now a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. And one of the fundamental things that they have isolated as a reason for the longevity of their life is movement. And yep. in, and you know, when they're studying the people in Okinawa, you know, you've got a hundred year old Japanese women and men sitting on their knees on the floor, you know, getting up and down, up and down. You got a hundred, there's a hundred year old lady who's, <laughs> she's climbing the trees to like pick the oranges and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you imagine a hundred year old climbing a tree and getting some fruit down and yeah. she's doing it herself. That's her way of life. That's 
We've got to fucking throw our TVs in the bin. <laughs> get rid of your TVs. Get After rid of your you've sofas. watched the Blue Zone study yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> is, is that... I've, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I heard yeah, a bit of pushback. Live, live, about, live. Yeah. yeah, I saw a bit of pushback because it was a bit kind of plant-based-y. It's... Yeah, I mean, it basically, you know, the in all five of the specific countries that are classed in the blue zones, um, 90% of their diet is plant-based. So a lot of people are under the impression that um, that is a vegan life and that's it. It's, that's not the case at all. They still eat animal yeah. and proteins. Um, it's just very minimalistic. Their majority of their diet is, is plant-based. Obviously, I haven't seen it. Is yeah. it though, really? Um, yeah, most yeah. of their life is yeah plant based. Well, that that's what the study shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I've not been. I'm I'm planning on going to work an hour in in March, but I've not been, and um, it would be interesting to see because obviously, when you associate what you foods you associate with Japan is um, is fish and and meat, don't a lot you? of protein, a lot of protein, a lot of smoked stuff, a lot of raw stuff. Um, but if you, it, it's an isolated village in an area mm. that just happens to have the people that are healthiest for longest. What are the European ones? Um, the European one? I can't. The I can't remember actually. My my brain has drawn a blank. You've got a South American one. Um, most of them are Asian. You've got Central Asian, Eastern Asian. Um, I've got a um, I've I've got a couple of cookbooks on like Cretan cookery and um, always fascinated by that because they've always said that you know Crete was the the, the healthiest of the Greek islands. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, here's here's their diet. This is what they have. Yeah. So you got Ikaria in Greece. That was the one. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Ikaria in Greece. Um, Nicoya in Costa Rica. Loma Linda in California, which really confuses people. Well, Loma Linda in California, right? Yeah, it's um, it's completely out there. Okay. But, uh, and then you've got the there's a region in Sardinia, Okinawa, and Ikaria. They are the five blue zone areas. Right. I'm going to watch this and make my own mind up. In <laughs> while we talk about diet, though, I've um. I've lost about five kilos in the last two weeks since I got back from my bufo. Yeah. Because I did eat my fucking body weight in ham on. <laughs> uh, and far too much bread. I don't really eat bread, but I had far too much bread. And um, anyway, I got on, Chris had put me onto this uh, Noom app. Oh, yeah. And she's done well. She's, you know, she's lost a lot of weight. And, um, and I've never looked at counting calories like and i don't fully subscribe to this but here's my thing yeah i eat fairly high protein when i've been training i'll go high protein um carbs with the body needs carbs but i just try and do them like once twice a week you know just to keep the metabolism going um but you know if i've ever needed to shift weight for whatever reason then i just go on a fucking pure protein diet nothing but protein do that for a week um and you know you go into ketosis and that kind of stuff it's not a keto diet it's Dukan, i think was the 
the original um, yep. name behind it, although you know people have done this for years, way before him. Um, but yeah, it was the Ducant diet. And anyway, this has worked for me over the years for various reasons. So I've always known if I, you know, overindulge and then I need to strip back, then high protein and that's it. It's not a sustainable diet in the long term and, you know, you need to drink a lot of water and bits and pieces. But um, now I've got a decent balanced diet. Why I'm saying all that is that this noon thing is it's really about focusing on calories. It's saying that, you know, all foods are available, but, you know, just watch where you're having them and what you're eating. So... I've never looked at calories. I don't care. You know, as a chef, it also frustrates me about you know calories being introduced to menus. Um, but do you know what? I think that the the app has allowed me to look at what I'm eating and just be a bit more aware of it because we can go down times when you know, particularly me, I fucking love food. You know, I love eating. And yesterday I fucking overate, you know, I'm, and I put a bit of weight back on overnight and it's, you know, you're always fluctuating as you go up and down anyway. But, you know, I'm aware more now that I'm like, yeah, I had a fucking carby one yesterday and I had a five guys burger and I had some fries and, I, you know, again, doesn't really fit in the seed oil thing, but I was just like, I'm fucking, I'm tired this week, you know, yeah. and I'm going to make bad choices because of being tired. So that's where I went with it. So all these things relate. Um, but then, you know, I weighed myself this morning and put a bit of weight back on. And I'm like, okay, well, look, you know, it, I was doing well for the last two weeks. I want to get back to that. And I don't want the tiredness to get in the way. I just was fucking exhausted. So we get back on the path. But again, it's using an app. It's using something that's a routine again, weighing myself every morning and being... I'm aware of what I'm eating. Yep. And then, you know, come lunch today, I'll have a choice. Do I start using tired as, as an excuse and go right I need some comfort or do I go actually I was a bit unhappy about what I, when I weighed myself so yeah. do I want to get back on track with that and I know that that will be the decision I make it will be like let's eat something better that fits in with what they're saying I mean they're still saying I've got about two and a half thousand calories which is a fucking lot you know um, there are some days where I don't eat anything and that's not good either because there's, there's a there's a weight loss zone at least 13 uh, for for me, a person my size, it's like well, you need at least thirteen hundred um, to two thousand six hundred. That's yeah. my window for weight loss, and you know, it's, there's an awareness, and I can see the difference. So, while yeah, I don't, I'm not the type of person that fixates on calories. I'd sooner look at what I'm eating and try and avoid the carbs and avoid the bread, and I don't drink, so that's fine. So I'm not like boozing, but just the awareness has really, really yeah. helped in the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I will, um, I will say it is it's difficult with calories because um, cal- calories are, are the are the association with weight that people have had for fucking x amount of time i mean you know one of the things that they've proven is that the um you know the nutritional information on the back of packaging has not changed in 50 years but what they have proven is that that's that's basically wrong Mm. um calories are an interesting thing because you can have 400 grams of peanuts and you can have 400 grams of ground peanuts it's the same weight it does completely different things to the body calories is a unit is is a unit of energy yeah. So it's the amount of energy that your body is is producing yeah. and using. So quantifying that with weight loss can be quite difficult when 
you solely focus on calories. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're focusing on an amount of energy that you're giving to your body, yeah. as opposed to you know what you're actually consuming. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's you will lose weight on a calorie deficit. Of course you will. Yeah. But that will stop because your body will then learn to function on that amount of energy. Sure. It and w- it wants to retain it because it yeah. thinks there's something wrong. There's, you know, there's our, a lack our, of food. Our bodies are unbelievably clever, completely autonomous, and it will get used to a situation very quickly. So if you go from having 2,000 calories a day to 1,800, it will learn to live off of 1,800 yeah. calories. And that's, that's just what it's going to do. So you'll lose a little bit of weight and then you'll just that's stop. Right. Um, it's a it's it's about picking those foods to match those calories. Yeah, you know, some people will think, oh, it's all right. I can have a, I can have that brownie because that brownie is two hundred calories, and uh, and not have you know eighty grams of carrots and and thirty grams of hummus and have exactly the same amount of calories. But you've got all food, a load of vitamins and nutrients mm. in one thing, and then you've just got a fuck ton of sugar and. Well, that's the that thing as well. I mean, you know, if I eat a steak or just a plain burger patty um then it's telling me like you know i'm over i'm in the red zone like you know orange or whatever the color it is but i'm like but that's the stuff that i will you know that's the good stuff to me that is way better than it's telling me a yellow food is something like yeah like a brownie it's like that makes no sense i think yes i say so i don't necessarily subscribe to that i don't at all really but being more aware of what i'm eating and how many kind of things I'm putting into my day. Yeah. I will challenge a few bits, but I'm, I, 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 I like having that routine because there's, you know, I'm a busy guy and there's so many times that I, while I try and eat, you know, healthy <laughs> to some extent, there are just times when you're busy and you, you forget to eat or there's, you know, you, you just shove it all in at the wrong time. Because again, you know, I, trying not to eat after eight o'clock at night has always been important. But, you know, I'm in bed early as well. <laughs> so, actually, I need to bring that way more forward. Yeah. I need to bring that to about six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean re- the reality is is you need to you need to stop eating three to four hours before you go to bed. Mm. Yeah. Um, because the last thing that your body needs, and this is something that I learned a long t- Well, I say a long time ago now. Probably about seven, eight years ago as a chef, I learned that I seriously needed to stop eating when I got home. Yeah. I had to stop. No matter how hungry I was when yeah. I got home, I was better for it not eating a meal, especially because I was just picking shit to eat. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> um, yeah. You do but, what you got in the fridge, and yeah, it's very little usually. Like, stop. It just it immediately stops with the need for gaviscons and all of that stuff, which yeah. is seriously bad for you. It you know, and you're you're just finding you're functioning better, and it's the sleep. Your your body your body rest time. That's what sleep's for, is for rest. Mm. Your body wants to just finish getting rid of all of the shit that it, it has built up throughout the day so that you can discrete it, you know, excrete it, sorry, in the morning. Um, and it doesn't need to be having using extra energy trying to break down a load of food that you no. should have stopped eating four hours ago. I remember going out one night having a late night steak at Hawksmoor and I felt so hungover the next day. Um, and this is like 10 years ago or so, but I didn't, I, I didn't really have, I think probably had like a beer or two at the time. Um, so I was like, why do I feel so like hung over, like exhausted, nauseous, 
headachey, just drained of energy. And, and I realised, I, maybe I parked that one up, but it happened again, and then I wasn't drinking. And then I was, it was like, actually, I can't eat late at night. And yeah. I never had, do you know what I mean? But I'd never really experienced what it does to you until I was just like, fuck, I feel hungover. Yeah. Like, I feel so hungover. And now, you know, while I still eat at late at night, occasionally, um, there are definitely, there were the things that there are no-nos, all yeah. right? You're not eating that. Don't even think about eating that. But then there are other things that, you know, if I need a little go-to snack, my fucking... I don't know, pot of cottage cheese and fucking celery or some shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like boring <laughs> stuff. Um, actually, <laughs> last night I had some, um, I made a rather good uh, courgette soup with um, <laughs> with uh, a handful of pasta in there and a fucking whole load of haggis. It was fucking delicious. So that was in the fridge. I got home last night. And um, I, I had a little bit of that, but just a, like a little bowl, and it was just enough to stop me going out yeah. and fucking making bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> bad choices. There we go. That's me. Yeah. Okay, mate. Well, I think I have no idea what, what tangent, in any way, shape, or form, we've gone off on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just talking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, <laughs> we'll probably save some for the next one. Good. Good to talk, mate. All right, mate. Speak soon. See ya. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.